Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. I am Julie Murphy, and I'm the money chick, but we work things out, and we act it out, and we do it through our money, through our health, and through our relationships. So we have Miss Rita here again, and uh, we're going to talk about relationships and all kinds of goodies and you may wonder why when you're peeling that onion, the stuff keeps flooding you and it keeps coming up. So we, uh, as you go through the process, I know sometimes I have felt like going, didn't I get rid of this pattern? What is it creeping up for again? And it's like the test of the next thing. So I just want to remind everybody to hit that notification bell. So you know, when Rita and I are coming on again and subscribe and like, so that we can help heal the world. Rita, thanks for joining me again. You bet. You know, the, the time around where we're at now, which is the holidays, is a time when a lot of memories come up for people. You know, they can ignore it during the year, but there's supposed to be family, there's supposed to be connection. And that's when a lot of, a lot of the things that we tried to forget start right. to surface. Yep. And so the holidays are a tough time because we can't distract or ignore or hide which are from, coping mechanisms, right? Yeah, we can't do it from the past. And um, so this is a time when people need a lot more support than they think they do. You know, it's supposed to be a happy time, but um, but there's just, people will get triggered by everything. Well, and I just said to somebody yesterday going, I understand that that was real experiences for you. But if you talk about them, you feel the feelings about them, or you think about them, you are bringing them into your present moment today. And so if you really want your holiday season to be different than those memories, then you have to show up different as well, because you can't control anybody else as much as you'd like those other people to show up in more of a fashion that you'd love for them to show up as. You can't control anybody else except for yourself. And so it's like, okay, so what are you going to do to show up differently? And even if it means like you don't show up because you don't want to go. <laughs> How do you show up differently um, during the holidays than you used to? Oh, I have a great example of this one. Um, so, I, so as people know, I have 11 brothers and sisters and I'm the second oldest. And... Um, you know, I was getting some guidance. So two of us are divorced in our family and, but we only have our kids on Christmas Eve. And then, you know, um, I'm not really sure, you know, how long our parents will be here, but, um, I was like, Hey, there's nothing mom loves more than having all 12 of us there at the exact same time. And that doesn't really happen that often these days. And, um, cause three of them are out of state. And I said, can we all make it on Christmas Eve? And I was like, I called each one of them and um, said, Hey, and there was only one that I didn't get around to calling and everybody else said, yeah, I can make adjustments in my world. We can make it work. And then literally the text message went around that said, Hey, we're bringing Santa Claus on Christmas day and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Whoa. And then I get all these text messages from my other siblings going, um, I thought we were doing Christmas Eve, not Christmas day. And then all of a sudden it all turned. So this is where it comes into how am I doing it differently? So my mom, then on all the text trails comes in and she goes, I'm calling it. It's Christmas day, five o'clock, blah, 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 not Christmas Eve. And I was like, literally it was the test of my not enough button, which it's the not enough button 
is what created the marriage I was in because I was trying to prove I was enough to everybody in the world. It was the wrong fuel source because it's the scarcity fuel source. And I sat there and I, I have enough space now, particularly Rita with the work that you and I have done, right? Um, I have enough space that I was able to observe it and I go, hmm, wow. Like I didn't have much of a trigger left, but I recognize that that old stuff started to boil, but it didn't boil the way that it used to. You know, before it was like instantaneous, I'd be on it and I'd be reacting to it all. And I just sat How there and said- How would you have reacted to it? How would you have reacted to it in the past? Oh, I would have went back and tried to control everything. I would have went back and called that brother that I didn't call um, and try to convince him. I, I turned into Julie, the salesperson, and try to convince everybody of all the reasons why we would do it. And nine out of 10 times, I would probably get it because I'm a strong personality and my siblings would just like say it's not worth it, like just whatever. But then I would create this um, rub, not as a sibling, but more like a parent role with my kids or my, with my siblings. And um, so that's what I would normally do. And then um, what I did this time is I just observed and kind of go, well, let me just see how this shakes out. I didn't even, so I'm, I'm in my not enough a little bit, but I'm like going, okay, what do I now know and understand when you're in your power, in your divine feminine, you allow, you accept, you um, stay in a state of being. And so I was reminding myself of going, just accept that this is what it is and accept the fact that mom said, mom called it. She's the matriarch of the family. Mom called it. I could have started with all my, what I also would have done in the past was, um, I'm not important to mom, like everybody else is more important and blah, blah, and which can happen very easily with 12 kids. You know, like we all have that portion of that because you never got enough time of mom, right? Um, but I didn't do any of that this time. Like that, that is the big difference is that this time around, um, I observed it and then everybody was like, oh, great, Christmas is better for me. Oh, great, Christmas is better for me. Oh, great. And I sat on it for two days and, um, and normally the whole thing, I, I would have energized it and blew it all up and uh, tried to get my way. And, um, and I said, okay, I need to create Christmas for my kids and I have them on Christmas Eve this year. So I'll be doing dinner at my house at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And every single one of you are welcome to come. And that's all I did. And then I, five of my siblings are actually going to come to my house on Christmas Eve. So it was like, instead of creating all that angst and all everything, I just surrendered into what was and I accepted it. And then I created the life that I wanted to have. I wanted to have, you know, my kids experience my family on Christmas Eve. And, um, and so that is what's happening and it's just happening in a different package. I think that's the piece is that we have to let go of what we believe the outcome is going to be because you just don't know how it's going to show up. And it usually shows up way better than you ever thought it could. That's true. You know, we get trapped in this. Um, it either has to be uh, left or right. And in reality, we realize there's always a third answer. Right. And if you, I, I tell people, you know, people go, well, I'm still scared of this. I mm -hmm. still don't want to get divorced. I still don't want to you know, keep my mouth shut. I still don't, right. you know, want to fall into these bad patterns. 
And it's not that you can't defend yourself. And it's not that you can't say anything. What you want to do is get rid of the emotional charge around it. Well, and that's the thing because of all the work that I've done, the emotional charge was not there. You know, the brother that I work with, he, uh, he said to me, he goes, I was kind of expecting you to be all over that. I go, why? I go, it's, I need to live the life that I want to live and not try to entrain other people to do what I want. And you know what? I'll make the best. And, and then the second layer came when my boyfriend says to me, okay, well, you and I will be going to your mom's on Christmas day. And I was like, because the victim part of me wanted to be like, I ain't going Christmas day. Like, <laughs> like I wanted the martyr started coming out, you know? And I'm like going, what? But I was also in enough of a place, an emotional place. And I go, really? Like, that was my response to him. Like, really? And he goes, can you surrender into that one? I was like, I suppose I can. And I just was like, but all this stuff, like the martyr stuff was just like dissipating out of my body. It was fascinating, actually. <laughs> you know, one of, one of my biggest holiday experiences was a few years ago. You know, I had a friend of mine who had a lot of death in their family over their lifetime. And so, you know, family is important. Connections are important. And they kept pushing. You know, they kept saying, you really you know, you, you want to develop a better relationship with your family. Right. And there was the part of me that said no, because, you know, I felt unimportant and I right. felt, you know, not cared about and, right. and I felt abused over, you know, a number of years and why should I keep putting up with this? Right. And, and they, they really pressed me and they gave me a suggestion and they said, treat your family like they're an honored guest in your home. And my dad was usually the challenge. You know, my sister and my mom, we were great. You know, we were stressed out, but we did everything to cater to keep my dad in a good space. But our vibe was off. Our vibe was always like, fine. You know, if we have to cater to you because you're going to be such a baby about all of this and everything has to be your way. Yeah. You know, fine, we will. Right, right. <laughs> but, nobody had, but nobody would have a good time. Right. And so my friend said, well, honestly, sincerely treat, you know, treat your dad like an honored guest in your home. Right. And I said, well, I don't want to. And they said, well, mm -hmm. give it a try. So I thought, okay, what would make my dad feel special? So I went out and I got shrimp cocktail, which nobody else in the family, you know, wanted, but my dad, my dad loves it. It's a special treat. Right. So um, I went and I got it and I put it right next to him on the couch as he was, you know, sitting sullenly watching the football game or whatever, while everybody else was working and setting the table and making food while he just, right. acted, you know, he was just the right. king of the world having that. Totally. To I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, you know, you know, there's a part of me that's like, screw you, you're supposed to get up and set the table or something you know, or keep us company or makes, but he never knew what to do. So anyways, that's not <laughs> the, point. the point was, so in my heart, I let go of everything that was from the past. And I was only halfway sincere. Well, you people, know, people, other people cannot show up in a different way. If you don't show up in a different way. Yes. And so I showed up in a different way and I started in my heart, like, you know what, I want to make this a better relationship. I'm going to, you know, feel, try to feel my heart, like my dad's not our guest. And right. so I did. And what happened is his energy shifted. 
Because he right. didn't know, he didn't know how to show up. He yeah. didn't feel welcome because he wasn't welcome because we didn't want him there because right. he was a crab ass that nobody wanted the holidays to ruin our holidays, you know? Right. So he knew that and he was staying so in his pattern over and over. Right. And I had to treat him like a valuable, loved human being. And when I did, that's when my whole family started to come together. Mm. Because I literally said, you know, everything is in the past and no, it's not fair, but it's not, but it's more complicated than I'll understand. And I don't want to carry this. I only have one dad. I only have one mom. And if I can fix it, then giving him a shrimp cocktail and trying to be <laughs> clear about it is worth it. Yeah. And that was years ago. And it turned into weekly breakfasts and it turned into a closer relationship and we were there together when my mom was sick and we were there together when my dad was sick and you know but it took like a herculean effort for yeah. me to put what i was carrying down all that resentment all that hurt all that it's not fair but i had to if i wanted what i really wanted it's true. which was family Right. And close to my family. Well, and here's the thing. We all chose our family on some level. I believe on a soul level, we choose our family. There's a great book about it. Um, Dr. Sue Morton wrote a book uh, about, um, and she tells a story in there about how, you know, when we're on the other side, we're like at the bus stop and says, okay, my soul needs to evolve like this. And so who wants to play this role for me? And who wants to play that? So we sign up for it on a soul level. And then we come here, we incarnate, and then we act it all out. And um, and since I have gotten my nervous system uh, no longer hijacked um, all the time, because what I realized is, oh, I can't lose the weight because the cortisol is shooting through my system because my nervous system is hijacked constantly. And I would do things that were good for me, even working out on the treadmill I would push too hard, which would cause the cortisol to, to just shoot through the system. So it's like, I have become aware of all these cycles of how, wow, now that I can be the observer, you know, of everything. Now it's about, oh, okay. So what is that person supposed to teach me? Like, so I can learn the lesson and move on. Like, and if we can come from that place of curiosity of going, well, that's interesting. It's triggering the shit out of me. And, uh, and all you have to do, what I've learned is all you have to do is feel the feelings of the trigger and it moves through, but you have to stay in it and feel it. So it moves through. So it doesn't get stuck. And right. you can't distract yourself with something else. So right. what I do is I put my hand on my heart because most of it's in my heart and I bring my consciousness down to my heart because wherever you pay attention is where your body sends resources. So typically around our heart, we've got a lot of congestion, you know, yeah. because we're avoiding feeling things, we're avoiding the hurt, we're avoiding the memories. And so we go someplace else. And like a stagnant pond, our heart gets uh, dirty and smelly and, and nothing moves. And but when you put your attention, when you shine the light and reflect and put your consciousness where your heart is, right. it starts a flow of positive energy, which physically, it opens. Physically, yeah. physically opens everything up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, like 
breaking down a dam and clean water coming into a stagnant pond and pushing everything out and refreshing everything. So on a physical totally. level, when yep. you pay attention to your heart, when you're hurting, even by just putting your hand on your heart and bringing your consciousness out of your head, whose fault is it? And why did I do this? And how can I stop <laughs> And is right. this going to happen again? And I'm so sick of this. And, it, you know, why did you do this to me? When you literally physically say, okay, I'm right in my head. Yeah. I need to come down into my heart. It directs the flow of blood, nervous system signals, lymph, and then your heart doesn't hurt so much. Exactly. Well, and, and you just have to be willing to know that there's another way. You know, for a long time, um, I had thought that walking into, I would provoke people's stuff all the time because I was just being me. And, but that I create, what I realized is that that the way I interpreted that was that I, I was in a suffering pattern that, you know, people don't like me or this or that. And it was funny. Like I would have this experience with my immediate family, but then you know, I'm like, I'm out in the world and people think I'm freaking fabulous with the work that I do and whatever I did in my life. And it was just like, what gives? And I realized that it was my interpretation. It was my interpretation of, I'm like going, oh, that's what my soul does. I'm a disruptor. Yeah. And, that's well, and you do. are being a jerk. You know, when you would go to your brother and try to convince everybody else to do what you wanted to do. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely you know, right. And then when you can observe that and it's humbling, right, to realize, because we are the creators of our lives, we create 100% of what we have. And I will tell you, when I was first told that, oh, my ego, oh, it was like, I did not create this. I'm not the one that's not working. I'm not the one that's not getting a paycheck. I'm not the one sitting on my ass in coffee shops. <laughs> like, I was just like, blah, 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 right? Like, I had a list. And, right, right, and, right, and right, that right. was my suffering pattern, right? That was the yes. suffering pattern. I and laugh I, because I laugh because I recognize it in myself so <laughs> well. I'm a master, <laughs> like I will make this go my way in any way right. that I have to. I'll manipulate, I'll yep. you know, coerce, whatever. Yep. And what I have realized is that when you can just really love and own exactly who you are and that it's not a suffering pattern, that this is what you're meant to do. You're supposed to, Jewel, you're supposed to provoke the shit out of people so they can move to higher consciousness. Okay, great. Well, then I don't personalize somebody else's reaction to me being myself. Right. And, and I started so to realize that energetically, I don't even need to say a word. I walk into rooms because my vibration is so high these days, and it always has been, I provoke the shit out of everybody. And for some people, it's good because it raises them even higher to be happier. But some people, it's like, it just brings up whatever they need to work on next. And I don't even need to say a word. And it just happens. And so as I've started to realize that more and more, and I'm like, oh, it's just the light inside of me, the high vibrational light that's actually provoking everybody. And then I need my words. Like, so what I've had to learn. So what I realized is that in work, I, I, I could not have become successful if I didn't shift how I spoke to clients. So I had mastered that. And I remember even when I was in my marriage, 
that I was like, oh, I need to talk to him like I talk to clients. And then I started doing that and then things got better. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, the last piece of it was like holiday time with my family because anything that was still resonant, you know, in there uh, would come up. And it was funny, like, I really feel like that threshold's been completely crossed now with, you know, because to me, it's just like, you know what? Christmas Eve and it's going to be great. And it's, you know, and, and stop using who I really am as a suffering pattern to like, and then, and then I'll show them. I'm just not going to go. Right. <laughs> the key though. Who am I showing? They're all having a blast. Right. You know? right. The, key, the key isn't to not be yourself. The key is to be the yeah. best version of you that you can be. Right. And right. when you're saying to yourself, nobody likes me. Well, it's probably true. Because they don't want to be around you when you are not your best self, when it's all True. about you, when True. it's all about, you know, the pain that I have and how much misery that I'm suffering totally. and I'm not getting my way. Yep. But when you are able to love yourself I know. and That's love the, the other person, oh like I did God. with my dad, that it, it changes to a, a different reality. It does. No, and then people do want to be around you because well, you make them feel good. And I think I also want people to hear that right now with what's going on, everybody is having to up level. Everybody's have so anything that's been in the dark and what we've not dealt with is being forced out of us. So if you have a story going on about who another person is and what's all about, guess what? They're changing too. So this is this goes back to how we started this call is that you really have to take anything from the past and not talk about it, feel it, think it, because if you do, you bring it into your present moment. Right, so, and it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. It no longer exists, even in fights. You know, if I'm right. having a fight with someone and I just said something or they just said something like right. two seconds ago and you wanna make, <laughs> you wanna jump on it. You just said, it's already gone. It is right. It's already right. gone. It's already a new reality. Every second is a new reality and you stay present with this second. And we get so nutted up about the silliest stuff. Mm -hmm. And if we could really observe that nuttiness, gosh, there's so much freedom on the other side. So much freedom. Mm -hmm. You but know, so it's like, there's this emotional freedom. So I always talk about, you have to let, uh, let go of your past while living in the present moment and planning for the future all at the same time. So yes. money-wise, how I talk about that is that your past actually is your debts that you have. Credit card debt, mortgage debt, student loan debt, debt to family members, 401k debt, whatever. Debt is debt. Those are all your past choices. The present moment is your cash flow. It's the money deposited in your checking account and the money you spend going back out the other way. That's the present moment. And then the future is, you know, building your insulation, to, you know, to have more flexibility in your future financially. But the same is true in our relationships because it's the emotional freedom from our past. Like we have to leave those emotions that we have about the past experiences in our past and just kind of go, oh, there you are, you little fucker. Like, <laughs> and just be like, I see you, I feel it. Okay, let me just, I'm sad about that, okay, but what I, I, you need to tap into the feeling of what you want to create more than what you had so that you can change things. Right. And the thing that keeps people helpless is they think they can't change anything. Ugh. When I was giving my dad- You're the, way more powerful than we think. 
that. When I was giving my dad the shrimp cocktail, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to give this a shot. I doubt <laughs> it work, but I at least have to say I tried. And so I got myself centered and I thought, okay, I'm going to love him. I'm going to be in a loving space. And that's what did the trick. Oh, Not the fact that I gave beautiful. him something, but the fact that I saw my father for who he was and I accepted and loved him for who he was. So mm -hmm. he could show up to be the best version of, of himself. And I have so many clients that say at the beginning, yeah, but you know, it's not possible and they can't, you know, nothing can ever be different. But if we think of people as either being dysregulated or regulated, and I really right. believe this, if you're dysregulated, you're a jerk. If you're regulated, it's the higher version of you. So yeah. we need to speak to the higher version of people. We need to not speak to the dysregulated, confused. Even if they're child. showing up dysregulated and a jerk. Yes, because it's not- Talk to their soul. It's so funny that you're saying that because um, I continue to, you know, in my re uh, relationship with my ex-husband, I continue to hold the space of, I want the highest and best for me, the kids and him. Yes. And there are days that, I've started to learn when I get my trigger, I used to pick up the phone and then just like my siblings try to change their mind. Right. But that was me trying to control the outcome. Well, now what I do is I have a little altar and I light a candle and I'll say, Bill, these are the things that I think and blah, 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 you know, take it or leave it. But, uh, but it's a way that I get it out because it really has nothing to do with him. It has zero to do with him. It's about what's rising in me. And, and then what it does is it doesn't create the reactivity and then the trauma meeting the trauma and all that stuff going on. And I have to tell you, um, whether he gets the message in the etheric field or not, what it's doing, I'm showing up different because it's shifted it inside of me. Right. The and power so then have, it creates some, a different outcome. Yeah. The power we have is to speak to the, to the best version of someone. And I believe, I honestly believe that everybody has a best version of them, you know, yeah, absolutely. okay. I'm sure there's psychopaths and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, there's a best version of them. Yeah. And if just like with kids, you know, like parents will say, they'll get reports back from teachers or things about, wow, your kids are really great. And you're like, yeah, but at home they're rats. <laughs> They have a better version of themselves and we yeah. have to bring that out of people. Yeah, if we that's don't true. That right. people, then our relationship is going to be crappy. People treat me differently than they treat other people because I look at them and I think, you know what? I know you're struggling right now, but I'm going to talk to your, your soul. I'm going to talk to your mm -hmm. higher self. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, their higher self responds. And now you've got True. a great conversation. But if you speak to their lower self, their fear, their dysregulation, their insecurities, then you're guaranteed, guaranteed get the worst to, version of them. Time, to get their worst version of them. We yeah. have to believe people have a better version of them. We have to speak to that better version. And we have to have compassion for the struggle that they have, as well as the struggle that we have about being the best version of ourselves. And that's where so much of this is that if we inherently know that at everybody's core, they're a good bird, right? That yep, they're, they're at their core. Now their experiences and who they're showing up to be in the world, 
maybe something less than desired. But if you hold the space that they are good at their core, then you're holding the energy grid up here for the potential for them to rise into that. Yes. They but if you meet them, yeah. if you meet the jerk, you're holding the energy grid for the jerk and the jerk is the only thing that's going to show up. Yeah. You're creating it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I would have, God, I want people to get that. That is so yes. true. I How really want people to get that. Yep. It's creating it. I would have these challenges with my sister every so often, you know, she was, uh, she would work in the school district and understandably a lot of stress, you know, and then she'd come to me and, and, you know, tell me all these horrible things that would happen. And I'd bully her because she was being a victim and it pulled this bully out of me, mm. you know? And then I'd be like, wow, I really wasn't very nice there. I didn't have much compassion. Mm. It's because I reacted to her, you know, oh, oh no, everything's going wrong and you know, it's all screwed up and it's their fault. And, but when I shifted to saying, you know what, she's really struggling here. I need to stop bullying her. I need to not, not have this pulled out of me. We pull people's bullies out of them. We pull yeah, right. their bad behaviors out of them. Yeah, and yes, yeah. and we can still love them and they'll still treat badly, treat right. us badly, but they we at least have a chance at a decent relationship if we hold them to a higher standard like we do yeah. kids. If right. you believe in kids, then they will rise up to the occasion. It's so true. And it's adults so in the same way. They have a better chance if you hold that higher standard, even if it's tough love. Right. Even if right. it's, oh, well, I know you can be a better person than this. Or no, this is unacceptable. I know this is who you are. You need to be this person if we're going to have a relationship. Right. Believe in it. You, right. you have to believe in it. And when you believe in it, then it makes it possible. It's so true. And again, it's about hold the energy grid up here so that they can rise into the potential yes. because, um, be strong. because I don't believe collectively we are not at a place where, um, the change is over. I honest to God believe we're just at the beginning. Yes, I agree. Because there is such huge volume of systemic change that is going to happen in government, in, the financial sectors in um, corporate America, in teaching, you know, uh, it's been very interesting to watch people trying to go back to the old way of doing things. And there's a lot of resistance because people are realizing that they like a different quality of life. When yeah. you're on the rat race and the treadmill of life, you don't, um, you don't take the time to realize that you're not in what exactly you desire to be. I'm helping people change their lives in huge volume right now. Absolutely huge volume. And, um, and so if we choose to just be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand on all the things that we've talked about today, you're going to get the two by four cracking you over the head at some point, And you're going to call in a bigger crisis or a bigger crisis. And it's those lessons are going to come tougher and tougher until you actually listen to some of the things that we're saying and, and start to become more conscious and start to show up in the world more from your core, your heart and who you are, um, no matter how it lands with anybody else. 
Yeah, because even the narcissists, even the um, borderline personalities, all of them, they're all showing up differently. They're, they're being forced to because you can right. only handle so much suffering. Or you die. Yeah, or you die. And so blowing things up, people, you know, I, I used to want everything to stay the same, to stay the same so that we can stay <laughs> safe. The only safe. guarantee in life is change. <laughs> you know, I just need to hold on. I just need to hold on. But people don't recognize the value of when things blow up. Yeah. And when they blow up, we put the pieces back together in a way that's more to our liking. And so we can't be afraid of everything mm -hmm. blowing up. Right. And that's the beauty of you walking in and triggering everybody because you, <laughs> you give them the opportunity to make different choices because you shine a light. I, I was reading something very interesting lately. It was about when something stays in the dark, it's your ego. Mm. But when you shine a light on it, like saying you're depressed, you're being a jerk. You then it has time to release. Yes. Now you're shining the light on it. And now it's mm -hmm. an old pattern that's being repeated mm -hmm. because it's, it, it, it's visible. And typically, you know, we're taught in conversations, you know, healthy, emotional conversations say, I feel this, I feel that this is how I feel, but you know what, that doesn't work really well in a lot of conversations, right? What works well is, is sometimes when you say you're being a jerk, <laughs> Right. Because nobody really wants to be a jerk. And when you shine the light on the truth, they go, oh, that's not who I want to be. It's kind of like and I was then, asked the other day, what do I want for my birthday next week? And I said, I want everybody to show up and be positive and nice. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to hold that because I know it's possible. That is the only gift I want for my birthday. Because yes. between like me and my boyfriend, we have six kids. And so that's a lot of dynamics going on, a lot. And so I'm like, I just want everybody to show up positive and happy. And they're like, really? I go, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. need any more things. I don't need, you know what? I just want all of us to be loving and respectful to each other and talk nice. And, right. and, and it's amazing, like- yeah, if you can't, you get a time out until right. you feel better. You know, well, or and look around you and be like, feel better. We're gonna play some music. You're gonna dance. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna. You know, like this morning, I was taking the kids to school, and on the way to school, I had the radio station on that plays all the Christmas music, and uh, and my kids, we pull up to school, and they're like, Mom, turn it down, turn it down, and I was like, Oh no, we gotta let everybody else be happy, and I cranked it up, and they're like, Mom. And I was just like, no, like, let's share the joy. And then when they watch the guy who opens the car door for them to get out, he starts dancing to the Christmas music. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. And then you put antlers on your car and then you wear funny sweaters and you enjoy the hell out of your life. Yeah. And if you do, then other people will want to enjoy the hell out of their life too. And they'll want to spend time with you and they'll want to be in that vibe. And everything is happy by themselves. Right. It's beautiful. Well, Rita, how does everybody get a hold of you, sister? They go to RitaHickmanCoaching.com or they can go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in Rita Hickman and they'll find me, you know, automatically. And awesome. um, I help women who are, who are ready to reinvent themselves because they're tired of being in bad relationships. They're tired of feeling tired. They're tired of their 
health problems, chronic, all of it. And we, we, uh, address it from multiple directions mm. so that we can get your health cleaned up. We can get your emotions cleaned up. We can give you some good tools. We can get you on the right path, get you hydrated, get you creative again, get you centered, loving yourself again. So it's multidimensional. It's very good work about becoming a whole human being. That's great. And you know what, you guys, I'm still awakenyourwealthbook.com. I'm giving my book away for free. You just have to pay for your own shipping. Why? Because we all deserve to live exactly the life that we desire to live. And until next week, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.